Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, so we are going to combine the DFS episode, which is normally slated for, uh, I guess we release that on Thursdays, record that on Wednesday nights, um, and the betting episode slash betting preview, or whatever you want to call the preview of the week's upcoming games, um, into one episode today. So I think we're going to do just a general recap or I mean preview of each individual game going, you know, through the order in the games that are being played, um, give some betting preview there, talk about picks that we like props. Um, and then after we go through each game, we can kind of jump over into the DFS stuff to kind of keep that separate. If you want to check that out. Um, but I think we can just jump right into it. Yeah. First up, we got the uh, Texans and Ravens. So the Ravens this is a tough are, one. Yeah, the Ravens are opening up at a minus nine and a half spread, with an over under at forty three and a half, minus four twenty five for the Ravens, plus three thirty for the Texans. So, I think the under has pretty consistently hit in Lamar Jackson's playoff game performances. I don't know if you really care about that if you're betting on this game. Um, but I think one perspective and kind of the only perspective that I have from a betting preview stance is that if the Texans are going to win, it's, it's going to be because of CJ Stroud and their offense you know, being great, but it's also going to be because of their defense stepping up and slowing down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, which has been pretty much impossible to do this year. I believe Mark Andrews should be back this week. Um, so if you want to combine some, you know, Texans money line, and then maybe you can combine that with, I would think it'd be the under in this situation that I kind of mentioned, but uh, probably the under on Lamar Jackson passing touchdowns and yards. You can get a ten dollar to pay ninety five dollar parlay there, um, which I think is pretty cool because I think that's how that ends up happening. But if you want to just bet on the Ravens, I think there's also a pretty good chance that they take this one home. Yeah, um, honestly, I am rolling with the Texans this week. Um, oh yeah, I yeah I have two separate parlays, and in one of them I have the Texans plus nine and a half. The other one I have them straight up. Um, I feel like all year I've kind of doubted them, and here they are. And I don't know. I, it seems like with the teams left, it's kind of like they're all just beating the crap out of each other, except the Texans mm-hmm. are just beating the crap out of everybody. Um, so I'm kind of just rolling with the Texans this week. I've doubted them enough and been proved wrong too much that what will probably end up happening is they'll lose because I'm saying this. <laughs> But, I cannot believe you decided to do this to CJ Stroud. <laughs> yeah, it's all my fault. Um, so another thing I want to point out is you can get plus odds on CJ Stroud over one and a half touchdown passes, which I think it's is a kind lock. of a yeah, it's kind of a lock if they're going to be in contention in this game. So I like that. I like the Texans in general. Um, I think this is an over game, um, but not my botch. Yeah, I think, I don't know if this is gambler's fallacy or whatever. I think it's the opposite, but um, Lamar Jackson having gone under in, 
I think the, the Ravens' last 10 games at M&T Bank have gone under uh, in January. Lamar Jackson kind of consistently hits the under in January. I think they're kind of due for an over, but, you know, that's kind of a gambling fallacy that doesn't always pan out. But um, I think this is a tough one, and I want to bet on the Texans. I probably will end up betting on the Texans, but if there's one team that I think is better than the Texans in the league right now, I think it's the Ravens. In the AFC or in the league? In the league. Wow. I mean, yeah. if I'm saying they're going to win, I'm Didn't basically say, I'm saying the 49ers. Well, I'm saying that they would be like a top four team then, basically. So I guess I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I think CJ Stroud has that kind of joe burrow effect and patrick mahomes has this too and some other guys have had this you know in the past where it almost feels like they're kind of teams of destiny um a lot of things break the right way they you know have a pretty even chance of winning even when they're underdogs uh just because of the quarterback play always being consistent and uh I think we could see that show up this week. I think Lamar Jackson is probably playing his best year. He doesn't even have his best weapons. Some of those guys like OBJ, Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely, um, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews can all show up. Uh, but it's going to be tough for them to establish the run against the Texans, um, which I think the Texans have been you know, pretty solid against the run this year too. So... That might be one of those things that we can look at and, and kind of look back on if the Texans end up winning as a deciding factor. But I'm having a hard time uh, deciding this game. So all around, this is tough. Yeah, I would say that the one team in the league that is a similar comp to the Texans in my mind is the Rams. And the Rams scored a lot of points yeah, against babe. the Ravens. So that's pretty much the only reason that I think this game's an over is because I think that these offenses run in similar fashions and the Ravens kept up last time. So I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting game. Fun to watch. I'm excited for this one. Um, CJ Stroud's writing a story and hopefully Lamar Jackson can at least stick in there because I know that he's also trying to prove people wrong. Um, and both, I think both of us right now are saying, Hey, like, I think the Texans are better. I don't know if I'm saying that the Texans are better. Um, Ooh, this might be a tough take. Let's hear it. I think I'm saying CJ Stroud is better than Lamar Jackson. And that puts, you know, the Texans always in the conversation here even though they probably aren't as well-rounded of a team. How do you value Lamar Jackson? This is top five quarterback in the league, but I think CJ's top three. I Is it an insane thing to say that CJ Stroud is probably better than Josh Allen right now because he makes less mistakes? <sighs> That's tough. My only hesitation is that Josh Allen 
gets more scores. <laughs> CJ Stroud's been awesome, and he doesn't turn the ball over, which we've talked about. It's probably the only reason that they're winning games because their defense has been better than we've expected, but it's still not there. So he has to play that way for them to win. Um, so I think that's the biggest mm. question is like, is he going to do that in this game? But kind of going back to your point, I mean, I see CJ Stroud as, you know, he obviously he's in this top eight of who's left and this top eight of who's left is pretty much the top of the league. Um, yes, so, it is. So Good it's enough. hard because you have, you have Mahomes, you have Burrow, who's not even in the playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, Burrow's a tough one. I actually think Burrow's probably better than CJ. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, and I think next year, weapons. I think next year is when kind of this new era of all the quarterbacks that'll be in the league for the next twenty years, like we had with Brady, Stafford, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, all these kind of guys who kind of are now all phased out. Um, I think this is finally coming to fruition with the quarterbacks of the future. So it's going to be interesting how the rest of this plays out because CJ Stroud's trying to write his own narrative. Yeah. I mean, completely. I think that that time is now not next year though. Um, well, I think with the addition of it's going to be good to see and Anthony Richardson. Um, yes. I like him a lot too, but I, yeah, I think, Next year we're gonna get it, hopefully. Um I'm kinda of scared now because of all the injuries that happened to quarterbacks this year, but you know, hopefully a really good picture of what the you know quarterbacks look like for next ten, fifteen years, like you said. Yeah, and I know we kinda of talked about this a tiny bit, but for that reason I think that Trevor Lawrence's value is in a lot of trouble. Because I was looking at the quarterbacks who were left in this playoffs, who even played in this playoffs, and in my opinion, they're all better than him. Dude, Trevor Lawrence is not that good. He's not. I mean, he's had a really... I thought he was going to you know, figure it out, but he's had a really hard transition to the league. And I know that I always kind of talk through a dynasty lens, so I'm going to do that again right now. Um, Trevor Lawrence is still ranked as the QB 10 he's we have Tua, Bryce Young, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Kyler all directly behind him. And we're bringing in, uh, you know, Drake May, Caleb Williams, and, you know, a couple other guys that I think at least two of them pass him. And then I think yeah. two of the other people behind him pass him. So I think he probably ends up at the QB 14 by like September. Um, I think there's a lot. And I think Deshaun Watson's going to take a big step next year too. So that's hot take. Maybe falls like three slots or four, five slots. Um, It's going to be tough for him. Going back to the game. I just think that CJ Stroud is kind of cementing himself as I think what's going to be eventually the top, two top three quarterbacks in the league. Which is insane that he came in and did this right away. Um, because we all thought know, he was going to be shit. Yeah, we really <laughs> did. I I remember like 
I'd end up with him in drafts and I'd be like, okay, this is fine, but um, I'm not happy about it. I wanted Bryce Young. And in those spots, those teams have, you know, made huge changes and I don't, I don't know. I think going forward, he's incredible. I think I only have Mahomes and Joe Burrow above him. Yeah, Mahomes, Burrow, and you could you could make the argument for Allen and yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I guess uh, in terms of value, I would say that <laughs> I would say that it's yeah, Mahomes, Stroud, Allen, but I would have Stroud above Allen weirdly, even though Allen gets more points. So yep. I don't know, but yeah, fantasy value wise, um, Allen. But yeah, anyways, fantasy value, Allen is number one. Yeah. Um, were, were there any more props you liked in this game? Um, one. Okay. I am a fan of Gus Edwards under on the rushing yards, kind of com- combining that with what I just talked about. If you want to go Gus Edwards under on the rushing yards, that's. His uh, rushing yards prop is 52 and a half. I don't think he gets there because Texans have had a really good you know, run defense this year. Combine that with the Texans money line, Lamar Jackson under 229 passing yards and under one and a half passing touchdowns. I think Lamar kind of carries this game from rushing and, you know, touchdowns perspective. Yeah. Um, in the situation was- with Texans winning, you got plus 2,600. So it's pretty great. Yeah. I was definitely going to say, yeah, I was definitely going to say Lamar touchdown. Um, I think a sneaky one hot take is Dalvin Cook touchdown. I think weirdly something's going to happen where this guy finds himself at the goal line with a touchdown. It's just, it's going to happen. What's his, he's plus 750. Yeah. All right. So I've combined Lamar Jackson touchdown and Dalvin Cook touchdown. Uh, touchdown into that prop and now we get ten dollars <laughs> to win ten thousand dollars i think we're getting greedy this, now. Is always, this is what always happens during these episodes like well let me, i like that prop i like that prop i like that prop <laughs> never hit shit um let's jump into the next game all right so the next game we got the night game on saturday is the packers and the niners so i'll let you talk about your boys the niners are minus nine and a half over under 50 and a half, Niners minus 440, Packers are plus 340. Yeah, um, very excited for this game. I do know that the Niners have beat the Packers like in the playoffs a million times, it feels like, in the past five or six years. I don't think it has been a million times, um, but... I have a pretty good feeling about the Packers this week. I know that their defense is going to struggle to contain our receivers just with the you know sheer number of guys that are relevant. Um, definitely afraid of Christian McCaffrey. He's minus 340 to score a touchdown, which is insane. insane. Um, and then they kind of think that Jordan Love's going to you know fuck up a bit because it looks like San Francisco 49ers defense is plus 300 to score a touchdown with, you know, some of those Packers receivers like Dontavian Wicks, 
uh, down there with him at plus 300, Romeo Dobbs at plus 250, Christian Watson at plus 280. So it seems like uh, Vegas thinks that the Packers are not going to score that many points and the 49ers are going to score a bunch of points. Uh, I don't know how the line or the over-under is 50 and a half when I'm looking at those touchdown props. But um, I think we're going to go probably over and Packers plus nine and a half feels like a lock to me. Um, I don't know if plus 340 on the money line is going to get it done, but I have a lot more faith in this team this week than I actually did last week. That's interesting. Um, I'm scared to bet on the Niners or the Packers in this game, um, but I'm not confident in betting on the Niners. So I'm kind of in between. Um, I don't, I can't be confident in minus nine and a half in a playoff game. I just, I just can't. Um, so minus 440, like not great odds, but I do want to believe that the Niners get it done. Um, you mentioned how Green Bay has a ton of weapons, um, just because of the amount of guys, but don't forget only 11 guys go on the field. That's true. So I think it's more of like, uh, scheme and maybe a conditioning thing at most but i don't know i don't i don't see i don't see the niners not getting at least one or two turnovers um and i don't see the packers scoring a million points so it'll be interesting i think the packers if they can keep it a low scoring game will be will be fine i don't know this is a tough one yeah, completely. Um, I I think that my kind of big hope here is that the 49ers are going to be a little bit rusty coming off, um, you know, that two-week break, and the Packers just routed the Cowboys. Um, they're riding and, high. Yeah, they're riding high. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. And the 49ers have had their share of struggles this year. Not like they're, you know, the Cowboys were undefeated at home. I don't know if the 49ers are, but the 49ers have struggled behind Brock Purdy in some cases. Um, he hasn't been great. Um, so I don't know. They have won 16 of the last 17 home games against uh, NFC opponents, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's a really tough one to bet. Yeah, a lot of, of the, good opportunity for DFS, though. Yes, and one of the props that I love is Brandon Ayuk touchdown. Just feels like that's something yeah. that's just going to happen. Um, seems like he's good for one every other game. So another one that's kind of sneaky is Niners defensive touchdown plus three hundred. That's kind of low. Feels pretty low. Yeah. I think Jordan Love's been really good at not turning the ball over, and we have Aaron Jones back, and he pretty rarely fumbles the ball, so I don't know if we're really going to see a turnover out of the Packers or more than one. I just got to believe that one of these guys who are in their first time in the playoffs is going to mess up. Yeah. It's got to be one of them. It happens every year. Or is it going to be Brock Purdy? It's not his first time. But... 
it's another another question to uh, to ask. I mean, the game he played last year, he was shaky, and then all of a sudden went off. So if he if shaky, he starts off shaky, yeah, yeah that's the so issue. If he if starts he off an shaky, interception or two, and we have Jordan Love coming off hot. I don't know. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, but there are some props to be had. Like you said, um, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, those three guys are the only guys on that team that score touchdowns. So there's um and McCaffrey. Well, also, but yeah, also not, Christian I'm not, McCaffrey. I'm there's not talking a, about his odds. There's plus one fifty for three of IU, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle to score one touchdown or more each. Just three of them though. Mm-hmm. Which is honestly kind of feels like bad odds. Not gonna lie. But if you think that each of them is going to potentially score a touchdown, Brock Purdy spreads the ball around. Um, not bad. You said plus 300? No, plus 150. What? In DraftKings, I just parlayed Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, and it says plus 800. Well, no, because it would be one of Ayuk, McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle. So you have five chances to hit three touchdowns. That's horrible. Yeah. It's not very good. It's a it's a special. Trap line. Trap line. Um is there anything else you wanted to hit in this game? Um the over under fifty and a half is high. I think I see more defense than that. Yeah, both these teams average around 45 total, but I think we could see us going over. Packers offense is one of the best in the league somehow now, and the 49ers just have all those weapons. And I don't think either team's just going to roll over, so I think there's a decent chance that we uh, see some points. Yeah, I like it. Um, do you want to move to the Bucks and the Lions? Sure. All right. So Lions are minus six and a half, over under forty nine and a half, minus two ninety. Bucks are plus two thirty five. What do you have in this one? I think that this one's the Lions game. These are two. I think these are the two worst defenses in the playoffs going head to head. So to me, that says take defense out of the equation. And what team has a better offense? It's the the lions by a million um this is a hundred percent going over 49 and a half the lions are going to cover that six and a half spread probably pretty easily with a healthier sam laporta um so i'm just a huge fan of detroit and i think they move on this week yeah if i had a score prediction for this game i'd have the lions 27 the bucks 21 um that's just under the line, right? Yeah. And I don't I I just I think that these defenses have been playing better. They started off the year horrible and they've had a couple other games in the mix that were horrible, but I think a lot of that had to do with injuries. Um I wasn't sure. I didn't I didn't really check last week, but was CJ Gardner-Johnson back? I I have no idea. I didn't check either. Um check that real quick, but um, I think that it had a lot to do with who was hurt on the defense because he was hurt. Um, the Bucks had some banged up linebackers, defensive line. 
Um, they lost some DBs and free agency kind of had to rebuild there. Um, and they're still not great there, but I think that they have a great linebacking core. They have a great defensive line. And I think that kind of rings true with the Lions as well. Aiden Hutchinson is pretty much just ruining games now. Um, he he so. is good. Two sacks last week, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm still seeing the over. Um, I think the one of the Bucks' biggest strengths is to stop the power run, but the Lions have you know two guys. One of them can work a little bit as a pass catcher or on some of those outside zone runs, um, and they might be able to get more away from Vita Vea in that linebacking core. Um, and I don't think the Bucks have necessarily the same skills with Rashad White. Um, and then Rashad White hitting that outside is going to run straight into Aiden Hutchinson. Potentially. 50% chance. Yeah. I think this game will also just be fun to watch. Um, Baker Mayfield has been fun to watch. Jared Goff has been yeah, fun has to been. watch somehow. Um, the Lions are fun and frisky. And the Buccaneers are just here for another week and the lions are going to take this one. So I, I like the lions minus six and a half. I just, I mm. don't know about the over. All right. I hear that. I think we're going to see something kind of similar to, I believe it was lions Broncos um, where we saw Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta both go nuts uh, it's kind of feeling like that this week with the Monroe kind of stepping up, but not as much. Yeah, I think Monroe will have a big week. He's one of my favorites for DFS this week. No, oh, is he? Kind of oh, always yeah. is for you. Yeah, that's true, but I haven't been wrong. <laughs> that's fair. He's been one of the best guys this year. Yeah, um, this will just be a fun game to watch, man. Absolutely. Do you like uh, either of these guys passing touchdowns over? Baker's minus 105 at one and a half, and Goff is minus 166 at the same spot. I think I could see Goff pretty easily hitting that, and then his 281 yards is a little tougher, but you can make the argument there too. I do like Goff's, um, but I feel like I get burned by the Lions every time I bet that because they just have weeks where they get like four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, they do. So I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question, but if you're looking for a prop and this is actually a prop I did take this week in a parlay. Um, so Jared Goff, one and a half touchdown passes. Yeah, I, I took it and I think it's a good bet. Yeah. I don't think there's much of an argument to be made there. I think he's going to find Laporta and they're going to move the ball downfield. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's hop over to the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think this is the one we're all looking forward to. Um, Got to ri- wait all weekend for it. Oh, yeah, a little rivalry. Just like get the other games before to kind of cook up the atmosphere, you know. Um so we got a rematch here. We got Patrick Mahomes on the road for the first time 
It's going to be awesome. It's going to be cold. It's going to be football weather. Um, we got the Bills minus two and a half, over under 45 and a half, minus 148 for the Bills, and plus 124 for the Chiefs. Um, personally, I'm taking the Bills in this one. Oh, yeah. But, but I can't feel too confident about that. I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, and I only have one reason why, and I feel like this is the cop-out reason that I give every time that I don't know who to pick, but it's like Chiefs are free two and a half points. They're plus odds to win the game. And I think these two teams, it's like a 50-50 shot here. I think the Bills have been the better team, you know, recently, but the Chiefs and that Patrick Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey connections, they've kind of solidified. Isaiah Pacheco has been running like a madman. The game's going to be pretty cold. Um, I see a lot of consistency developing with the Chiefs' offense, and their defense has been really good too. Bills' defense is insanely injured. I think that's going to impact them uh, pretty substantially. And then their offense is probably the same caliber as the Chiefs, but uh, I don't see as much consistency there. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs do have the better defense in this game. Um, but I think the Bills' defense has stepped up and they get a lot of turnovers and I think it's just going to hinge on that. Like, can they get guys to fumble? Cause they don't get a ton of interceptions. Um, these guys mm-hmm. just come in punching. So yeah, I, I like the bills still. I just think that they're going to outscore them. So you like the over here then? Yeah, most likely. I, I'm feeling the under this time around. Um, I don't know really why, but it feels like this could be a defensive-led game, just maybe due to the weather. Or, um, and I do have some bills in some of my DFS stuff, so I am hedging these kind of takes a little bit, but I, I think we could go under pretty easily. Yeah, and especially with how their defenses have been playing. Um Jarius Sneed, we talked about his stats being absolutely insane. And we also kind of talked about um, the Bills getting the fumbles, getting um, getting some turnovers, but seems like their big struggle is on the defensive line. Um, mm-hmm. they, they get a few sacks, they get to the passer, but they obviously don't have Von Miller. So, no. It's interesting. Um, I think these are two very evenly matched teams and really could go either way. I think people are just betting against the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that it could go either way. Stance is where I'm kind of living and then I'm just taking whatever gives me better odds. But I think there's a pretty good argument for the Bills too. But I I just think Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen in the playoffs. It's like that easy for me. Yeah, I mean, he got him last time, but this is the revenge game Josh Allen wants, man. It is, but... At home? Come on, it fits the narrative. It does, but I'm not buying it. 
I could see Josh Allen just getting owned by Patrick Mahomes year after year after year in the playoffs and having that be his story. Even Peyton beat Brady. That's true. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. There's, as we said, it's going to be a very interesting end of this season into the beginning of next season, seeing what happens with all these quarterbacks. Um, and Josh Allen, this is a game to solidify himself all the way at the top. Yeah, I just don't. You think they can do it twice in you know six weeks? Yeah, that's tough. That's kind of the one part that's. I don't know. But definitely excited to watch this game. A um, few good bets. I think if you if you lean into either team, um, account for the other team not doing as well. So if you want to take the Bills, probably Josh Allen touchdown scorer, James Cook touchdown scorer at plus 130 is probably a good bet. But then if you're leaning over towards the Chiefs, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey plus 140. He's probably giving you the best odds there. Um, are all pretty good bets. And on top of that, um, Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns gives you plus odds at plus 110. Patrick Mahomes is not quite there, but um, I think that's because of them taking into account Josh Allen's rushing touchdowns. So I think a lot of interesting bets this week yeah i think one to avoid is stefan diggs touchdown um not consistent enough yeah Plus no right yeah he's been struggling through the second half he's had a couple better games but against legerius need i think he's gonna get locked down i think we're just gonna forget he's on the team um i think he'll have a I few mean, catches here and there but i don't know I, I, Le- I, don't, I don't see him scoring a touchdown I don't know or really pay attention to how opposing corners play. Um, So I don't know if Snead's going to shadow him the whole game or if he just plays, you know, specifically one side of the field. Um, But I could see that being a pretty good take. Yeah, just for that reason, I'm avoiding Stefan Diggs' touchdown. Um, I wanted to see what his receiving yards were. So his receiving yards are 62 and a half. Hmm. Definitely you want the under there. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it would be like 72, 73, and I would have liked the under a lot, but I could definitely still see under. I could see like 50 yards on like six catches, just getting garbage, yeah. garbage volume. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. <laughs> You want to jump over to some DFS stuff? Yeah, let's do it. So I know we already talked a little bit um, together about how this week is very interesting with how few guys there are to pick and the struggles with budget. So why don't you go ahead and let us know who who are your favorites this week? Okay. Um... So I have, let me preface this with how I'm doing this. I have two lineups and one lineup is focused on the Packers losing 
and the Bucks putting up, you know, great offensive stats. The other lineup is more, I mean, and then it's also kind of Chiefs focused too. The other lineup is Packers win, Bucks, you know, still okay. I have Chris Godwin in that one, and Lions win that game. So for stacks, um, I have Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans in one of them, and Jordan Love like and it. Romeo Dubs in the other. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, pretty expensive. Gonna run you uh, whatever six thousand plus seven thousand two hundred is, which is like thirteen thousand two hundred. Um, and then Jordan Love, Romeo Dubs stack, little more questionable because Mike Evans is probably going to be very involved this game especially if it is offense, as offensive as I expect it to be. Uh, but that's 6,200 and 5,600, so 11,800. Um, if Dubs, you know, and, and Love connect this week, I think that's the, the play. What do you got? Um, so kind of what I was thinking in terms of the budget this week. Um, the biggest thing I struggled with was finding a quarterback and two running backs that I could afford and still have enough money for literally everything else. Um, yeah. So it was really hard to afford a lot of stuff, but one thing that I found was just taking Baker Mayfield, um, being one of the cheapest. It just made sense to me. Yeah. So he's going for 6,000 right now. He's the cheapest starting quarterback going against what's opponent rank 30. Um, just for that reason, really, is like, okay, he's probably just going to get fantasy points regardless of whether or not his team does well. Um, so I think Baker's kind of a lock here for me. And then otherwise, I went with um, two running backs. Let's see, where do they go? Um, I went with... Isaiah Pacheco and David Montgomery. Um, Pacheco's going for 6,400. Yeah. David Montgomery, 6,100. So they're on the lower end. Um, I do like the Baker and Evans stack. That You could replace that with Amon Ra, which is what I have in my lineup. Um, and you could save a few bucks. But I thought that Baker, Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds, Christian Watson, Kittle, Ayuk, Lions D was pretty solid for the budget given that we had to spend on running backs had to spend on quarterbacks this week you have lions d in there oh yeah i have lions d in one of mine too i, I think, think they're a sleeper pick this week i think it's the best pick i don't think it's the best pick because i do have that one lineup my packers lose lineup has the 49ers d but then my kind of neutral stance on every game lineup has Lions D. Did I say Lions D twice? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, so for running backs, I agree with you on Isaiah Pacheco. I think uh, Devin Singletary is also you know pretty good value at 5,700. I don't think there's anyone cheaper. Um, I then kind of take-locked myself into drafting Odell. Because I think there's a good chance that he shows up this week, hopefully. Um, I'm also a fan of Rasheed Rice. And then in the 
Packers lose lineup, George Kittle. Um, and I don't mind Isaiah Likely as well. So it's a lot there. Kind of with you on the running backs for the Lions as well. But I went with Jameer Gibbs. And I also have Sam Laporta in that lineup. I think both of those guys kind of show out um, as we talked about during you know, the preview of the game earlier. Um, I have a lot of tight ends. I have tight ends in my flexes everywhere because of the lineups. Um, so I also like Dalton Kincaid. Um, I think Gabe Davis could get it done with Ladarius Steed uh, potentially shadowing um, Stefan Diggs. And... That's kind of it. That's all I got. So you like OBJ this week, you said. Um, Randomly, yeah. So I have Josh Reynolds, which is going for $900 less. Do you think that OBJ has that much higher of an upside than Josh Reynolds? Probably not. So I think if you you have... Huh? Are you staying away from the Houston Baltimore game? Yes. Yeah. I found myself doing that for the most part too. Um I have a couple Baltimore guys, but just like role role players, I guess. Um people that can fill out the end of my roster, but I'm not not touching anybody there. They're too expensive. Yeah. I think they're too expensive for what could be like a very spread out type of game, not gonna let one guy beat us type of mentality so for me i'm staying away from that game so i just think that josh reynolds at 900 dollars less you could save some money and upgrade for a guy who actually has like a super high ceiling yeah absolutely seems like a safe play check it out well got anything else that you want to go over i know that this was a little weird doing it this way but seems like people love the betting preview and the dfs stuff is kind of it's kind of hard to cover all the dfs for the weekend when there's four games so yeah um are there any guys that you hate this week um like not really let me give it a peek i don't think i like Packers defense. I think there's a good chance that that defense gets shredded almost no matter what. Um, and then the offense would have to figure that out. I also don't like the Ravens defense. They're one of the most expensive. Um, I think a lot of the quarterbacks are fine. I think saving the money with Baker or Jordan Love or something like that is going to do you probably some favors, but... I think maybe Debo Samuel I'd say off of or Nico Collins, but Nico's been really consistent and I feel like CJ Stroud makes him. It's not like he's going to have to get open too much or anything. He's he's going to get the ball in his hands. Um, so I agree with you on Stefan Diggs. And I think I want to add Debo. Mm-hmm. And there's just like nobody left. I don't um, like Aaron Jones I think that's this it. week. I like Aaron Jones every week. I know you do, but as someone who's not, he a always has fan, that potential. I'll I'll just shit on him for you. Um, oh, go ahead. Just the whole age thing—he's been banged up. Whatever. I mean, I get it. He's like not technically that old, but 
Um, it just seems like against San Fran's defense, which is built for speed, it's going to be a tough day on the ground. All right, we can see. I think he's he has some unta- uh, intangibles, not intangibles. Um, <laughs> and I think he's going to be pretty hard to cover. Um, he usually is, but we'll see if it really depends on the game script and if it is, you know, they get down, he's probably not going to be involved too much, so he wouldn't be a good value at that point. Yeah. And another one is Rashad White. Um Detroit's D-line is good. I don't I don't like Rashad White this this week for 6500. He didn't look great yeah, last week and the Eagles defense just about only has a defensive line. That's it. So yeah, that's all I got for guys this week that I hate. I think you covered the wide receivers. All right. Yeah, I think that's it for me too. Um, yeah, appreciate everybody for joining us through this wonky episode. Uh, just a reminder that Dataless Podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. Appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, have 